Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I am bringing you today's word for February 18th, 2022. Guess what? It's a Friday morning. I get excited on Friday mornings. Some people say I get excited every day. I got it. But Friday mornings is a whole nother level. It's We're going to close out the week strong. We're going to head into the weekend strong, and we're going to do it with the word of God. So I hope you love the word because I love the word, and I'm going to pour the word down into you. So on this Friday morning, I want you to open up your heart and get ready to receive the word of God. So let's continue this series. So I told you that this year, it would be a year of intentional progress for us. That not only is it a year of progression, but you and I, we're going to be intentional about the progress that we believe that God destined for us to have. And so we are going to be purposeful. We will be deliberate in the pursuit of our purpose. All right. So that said, I've been studying a series entitled Life Lessons from the Life of Jesus. This is part 30. And so what we did was We looked at John chapter 5, John chapter 6, 8, 12, 14, 15, 16. When we got to John chapter 17, I continued with life lessons from the life of Jesus, but I also broke down the prayer that Jesus prayed. It's, It's the Lord's prayer, John chapter 17. We went through the whole chapter. So once we did, I was praying about it. Now, I was like, Lord, I could keep going in John, learning life lessons from the life of Jesus. Or I could shift because there's all these things that I'm supposed to be teaching this year, right? That the Lord told me I was going to teach through all of this stuff. And I'm still on point number one, one out of six. And so I was like, okay, Lord, what do you want me to do? And he was like, no, uh, just continue right here. So I crossed over into John chapter 18. And so actually this makes sense because Resurrection Sunday or Easter Sunday, however you refer to it, but it's where we celebrate the death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. That's not that far away. It's just a few weeks away. So uh, beginning at chapter 18 is really where Jesus goes on what I call the road to the resurrection. And so this is part 30 of the whole series, but part one of let's call it the road to the resurrection. And so let's talk about that. Instead of reading all the scriptures I'm, I'm covering today, John chapter 18, verses one through 10, I'm not going to read one through 10. You can read that later, but I'm going to cover verses one through 10 Uh, in today's message. You got it? So let's get into it for this morning. Uh, This is John chapter 18, verses 1 through 10, the road to the resurrection, learning life lessons from the life of Jesus. Here we go. So John chapter 18, Jesus enters into the grove of olives, right? He goes into the olive grove. Now, the Bible says that Judas, the betrayer, knew the place well because Jesus had often gone there with with his disciples. This wasn't a new thing. He was there with his disciples. But Jesus, I'm sorry, Judas led a contingent of Roman soldiers and temple guards armed with blazing torches and weapons to the grove, right? So they showed up. Now, Jesus was at the grove and Jesus already knew what was going to happen, but he went anyway, right? So he knew what was going to happen He knew he was going to be betrayed. He knew he was going to get arrested and he allowed it to happen, right? We're going to talk about that today. So when Judas shows up with the guards, 
with the torches, with the weapons. Um, and so he was like, okay, look, he steps up. Jesus does. He's like, uh, let me just, I don't want anybody to get hurt. So he just steps up and he says, who are you looking for? Of course, he already knew that they were looking for him. And so one of them said, well, Jesus, the Nazarene. And so he replied, I am he. <laughs> I am. But you know, the problem is that Jesus was the I am. And so when he said, I am he, the soldiers kind of like fell back for a moment, right? And so they fell back and, and, and actually they drew back, the Bible says, and fell to the ground. Why? Because all he did was says, I am. And when he said, I am, it was like, it was like the power of God was like, you know, the I am just said, I am and boom. And the soldiers fell back and some of them fell to the ground. Now it is almost like it had not dawned on them what they were doing. Maybe they understood, maybe they didn't, but they understood in that moment that they messing with the wrong one. You know? And so as soon as he said, I am, boom, they fall back. They fall to the ground. This was the son of God. Now these soldiers had, you had gotten themselves into something they were not bargaining for, right? They were walking with uh, Judas. They were ready to go arrest somebody. And it's almost like, you ever been there? I don't know if it ever happened to you, but it definitely happened to me in Brooklyn growing up where you're like, oh yeah, yeah, we got this. And then something happens, you're like, yo, we don't got this, you know? And so, so the soldiers are like, no, we don't got this. They fall back. They fall to the ground. So Jesus comes back a second time. It's like, hey, hey, come on guys. Who are you looking for? And once again, they said, Jesus, the Nazarene. But this time they're like all timid and everything. And so Jesus responded, I told you that I am he. And since I am the one you want, let the other ones go. Jesus is like, listen, there's no need. We don't need to fight. We don't need to get into none of that. Nobody needs to get hurt. I'm going to let this thing happen. Since I'm the one that you want, let the other ones go. The Bible says that Jesus said this because it was to fulfill his own statement where he said, I did not lose a single one that you had given me. Remember, he already said that in John chapter 17. He was like, look, I'm not going to lose anybody on my team. Just, just take me and let's leave it alone. Uh, let the other guys go. The problem is that Peter was there. And you know, Peter was always talking out of turn. Peter, I, I actually identify with Peter quite a bit. Peter was like full of zeal. <laughs> Peter was like, he made a lot of mistakes. Like, you know, Peter fell into the water, but he was the only one that got out of the boat. And so, so I, I kind of see a lot of me and Peter, right? Peter was always talking out of turn. He was, he was at least trying, right? I mean, you can't, you can't hit a home run if you don't take a swing. You can't, you know, walk on water if you don't get out of the boat. At least Peter was the one that was always trying. And so Peter was like, oh, heck no, I ain't gonna let nobody arrest Jesus. And so, so Peter gets up, uh, pulls out a sword and cuts the guy's ear off right? The guy's name was Malchus. And so he, he cuts Malchus's ear off, but Jesus knew that he was on assignment. Jesus was ready to die. Jesus was ready to go to the cross and Jesus was in the spirit, but Peter was in the flesh. Peter was carnal. So he cuts the guy's ear off and Peter looked at him. I mean, Jesus looked at Peter like he was crazy. Jesus goes down, picks up the ear off the ground and said, come here and put the guy's ear back on his head <laughs> and it joined back to his head, right? That's enough. That's that's John chapter 18, verses one through 10. You got it? All right. So what does this mean for you today? We can glean some stuff from this. Uh, let's pull away seven uh, nuggets for this morning and then we'll, we'll re release you into the weekend. You ready? Seven things for you this morning. Here we go. This is where I need you to rid your heart and mind of all distractions. Seven quick things. Number one, here we go. Jesus knew that Judas and the Roman soldiers were coming for him, 
but he went into the Olive Grove anyway, and he allowed himself to be arrested. Now, let's be very clear about this. He allowed it. There's no way anybody could have arrested Jesus if Jesus didn't allow it. Jesus allowed it as an act of his unearned, of our unearned and undeserved grace. He was like, no, I need to allow this because I came to this world to save sinners. And so, so it was like, okay, fine. And you and I, he came to save us. So he allowed it. He allowed it because his focus was on us and not on them and not on the situation. And so Jesus allowed it. See, when you know that there's a purpose connected to the pain, when you know that that there's something bigger that's at work than what's going on in the present moment, then there will be moments where the Holy Spirit leads you into a situation that it is painful in the present, right? It's painful in the present, but God is revealing to you that there's something bigger at work. So you have to endure the now, you have to endure that so you can get ready for what's coming. See, God can prevent and God can permit and and there is purpose if in whatever God permits. And so if God permitted it, then there's purpose in it. And so Jesus was like, no, let me permit this thing from hap- uh, to happen. I'm not going to prevent it. I could prevent it. Jesus could have just opened up his mouth and a legion of angels would have come. But he says, I'm not going to prevent it. I'm going to permit it because there's purpose in it. And so that's a lesson we have to learn, that, that, that sometimes there are things that happen in our lives that we don't like that are not pleasant, but there may be purpose in it. And we have to look for the purpose, right? For the joy in Hebrews, the Bible says that for the joy that was set before him, Jesus endured the cross. Why? Because he was looking at us. He was looking down through the annals of time and he saw my face. He was like, I'm going to do that for Rick. And so there, there's sometimes you got to look for the purpose in it. You got it? Number two, Jesus went into the grove of olives, knowing that someone will betray him. He did it anyway. And watch this. Once again, this flows in line with number one. Um, going back to the purpose in the pain, let's talk about the purpose, the point or uh, the person that betrayed him, Judas. Let's talk about Judas for a minute. The, Jesus picked the team, right? And he said the, the father gave him the team. So he picked 12 men. He went into this grove of olives knowing that Judas was going to betray him and he did it anyway. Let's talk about Judas. He picked 12 men. He got these men on his team. He invested in them for three and a half years. He poured into them. He was always making divine deposits into their lives. He was with them and they were with him. I mean, he had the 5,000. That's a lot of people. He had the 70, but then he had the 12. These 12 men were, other than the three, these 12 men were the closest to him. And one of the 12 betrayed Jesus. Think about that for a minute. In the end, after he poured out his heart towards them, one of the 12 betrayed Jesus. So this is a reminder on this Friday morning that sometimes people are going to let you down. But when that happens, don't get bitter, right? Jesus didn't get bitter. Don't shut down. Don't, Don't harden your heart towards other people. Don't allow the actions of one person to cause you to ruin the relationships that you have with other people. I've seen this happen where, where, where people get bitter because somebody turned on them. People get bitter because someone betrayed them. Judas smiled in Jesus's face and then stabbed them in the back. And unfortunately that happens. Sometimes 
folk are fickle. <laughs> Some people are fake. You know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, you can't allow the actions of one to cause you to get bitter towards others. Sometimes people will let you down. And God will never let you down. That's the good news. But even when people let you down, I know it hurts. When it happens, especially when it's the people that are closest to you, this was not, if it would have happened by one of the Sadducees or the Pharisees, I got it. If it would have happened by one of the 5,000, I got it. If it would have happened maybe even by one of the 70, I got it. But it happened by one of the 12. I'm talking about when people that are closest to you turn on you. It hurts. But listen, at the end of the day, you have to keep going and you have to keep your heart, your heart open to maintaining and fostering great relationships. Don't allow the, the, the actions of one to cause you to close your heart to other relationships because you need other people. You need those relationships. Are people going to hurt you? Yes. Are people going to let you down? Yes. But you have to keep going. At the end of the day, here's the good news. No one monkey will stop God's show in your life. You know what I'm saying? And so you got to keep going. Their poison cannot stop your purpose. You just have to keep going despite what happens to you. Matter of fact, pray for them. Matter of fact, intercede for them. Matter of fact, know that they can't stop you. You, you release the blessing over them and you keep stepping. Say amen to that. Number three, it is hurtful. It is painful, right? I mean, I got hurt a few months ago, I think I shared on today's word, one of the people closest to me that used to be closest to me, like, you know, hurt me in a way that I was like, man, I was really, I was like shaken, like, you know, for, for a, a good day, you know, like I was like, man, I can't believe that this person would just turn on me like that. But at the end of the day, Isabella and I talked about it. I love him. I pray for him. And I got to keep going. I got to keep stepping. And what I can't do is allow that person because of the pain to cause me to now shut off other people. And unfortunately, people do that. People are like, oh, forget it. You know, all men are dogs. All women are this. You know, no, stop. You can't allow the pain of one person to cause you to close off your heart towards others because you need others to become the man, the woman that God has called you to be. Amen? All right, number three. The Roman soldiers, they fell to the ground as soon as they stood before Jesus. When Jesus said, I am, boom, it was like the power of God was released. There's no way that they could have arrested Jesus if Jesus didn't allow it, right? I, and so sometimes you have to think about the bigger picture. Jesus allowed it because he was thinking about the bigger picture. Here's the lesson. The lesson is sometimes you have to endure the pain of the now because you can see the glory of the next. The pain of the now is not worthy to be compared with the glory of the next. And so when you are looking at what is next, when, when God is showing to you through the Holy Spirit, you can see what's next, then you can endure what's now. You can endure the now because you're looking at the next. And so you always look as forward ever, backward never, the best is yet to come. We serve a God of progression, not a God of regression. We're always moving forward. Number four, Peter cut Malchus's ear off. Why? Because he was looking for a physical fight. But Jesus put the ear back because Jesus was not carnal. Jesus was spiritual. You got to be led by the Holy Spirit. There will be times where the Holy Spirit leads you to do something that doesn't make sense in the natural. Now, in the natural, Peter was like, yo, let's get it on. I will fight he was looking at the natural. Jesus was looking at the spiritual. For, for Peter, it didn't make sense 
for Jesus, who had all this power, to just allow himself to be arrested. Peter was like, these dudes can't arrest you, Jesus. As soon as you said, I am, they fell to the ground. Why are you letting this happen? See, because he was looking at the natural, not the spiritual. See, sometimes when you have spiritual discernment, the Holy Spirit will lead you to do something that doesn't make any sense in the natural. Matter of fact, people around you will question you. Girl, why are you doing that? Hey, bro, can I holler at you for a minute? That don't make no sense. Hey, but God is leading me. No, uh-uh, that don't make no sense. Listen, God is not sensual. God is spiritual. God doesn't have to make sense. God is not communicating with you through your five physical senses. God is communicating with you spirit to spirit. So the Holy Spirit will lead you to do things that don't make sense. And so at the end of the day, God doesn't have to make sense. Faith believes what God is revealing, even when you have no sense realm evidence to support what God is saying. Say amen to that. All right, number five, Jesus accepted the cross because it was part of his assignment. Now, the cross was not the end of Jesus, but he needed to go through it. See, we could never celebrate Jesus on Resurrection Sunday if Jesus didn't go to the cross on Good Friday. So, so likewise, there's some things in your life that you will not get to experience unless you are willing to endure the challenges connected to it. Let me say that again. Sometimes you go into your prayer closet and you get excited because God gave you a word. Oh my God. And you put it on your vision board and you go into your prayer closet and you take a look at it and you tap your vision board. Oh glory. And you get excited and you're like, man, God said it and, it and he shall perform it. He declared it. He will make it good. And you get all excited because God revealed it to you. But what God didn't show you was all the mess you was going to have to go through between now and then. What God didn't show you was all the pain. God showed you the business prospering, but he didn't show you all the steps, all the things, all the times you, you were going to feel like a failure in the process. God showed you graduating from that school, but he didn't show you all the mess that you was going to have to go through on the path to that graduation. God showed you something, but he didn't. He will not. He, God conveniently leaves out all the challenges along the way. So Jesus was going to the cross and he had to endure this thing. Sometimes Listen, there are people that are not willing to endure what they must endure on the path to their purpose. There are some people that are not willing to endure the pain associated with their purpose. But you are called and appointed and anointed, and God has given you the grace to do it. So if you are not willing to endure the challenges, is because you're not willing. It's not that you can't take it because God's grace is on you. It's just that you're not willing to do it. You have to be willing to do it because you... you you won't enjoy the pleasure if you won't go through the pain. There is pleasure waiting for you on the other side of the pain, but you must be so focused on the pleasure that you will endure the pain, which leads me to number six. Pain is part of the process. I would love to tell you that once you're born again, that filled with the Holy Ghost, saved, sanctified, Holy Ghost filled, fire baptized, that you will never go through pain, but I would be lying to you. Pain is part of the process. Pain is what develops you. God will, will, but here's the good news. You will go through the fire, but the Bible says you will come out the other side and not even smell like smoke. You know what I'm saying? You will go through the fire and you will not be singed. You will go through the, you don't have to look like what you've been through, but you have to go through whatever you got to go through to become who God has called you to be. There will be pain on the path 
to your purpose. Just don't let the pain stop you. If you're, Jesus went through pain, if you are facing it, then you can take it because God trusts you with it. If it's true, that God will never allow you to face something that you can't handle. And it's true that if you're facing it, that means that God trusts you with it and he's given you the grace for it. So there is a promise waiting for you on the other side of the pain. And so you have to endure whatever you have to endure, but you can't give up. You can't cave in. You can't quit. I'm one of those people. You listen to me for a few minutes. I'm telling you, you're going to feel like you can take it, like you can make it, like you can go, like you can endure, like you can overcome, like you can leap a tall building with a single bound. Why? Because you will never give up. I'm going to keep preaching to you that you cannot give up. You, you will never give up. You will never cave in. You will never quit. The only way you can lose is if you quit, but there's no quit in you. You're not a quitter. You're a believer. You're not a doubter. You walk by faith. You're not by fear. God is in you and on you and with you and for you. Greater is coming for you. There's something waiting for you on the other side of the storm. Don't give up now. Say amen to that. Oh, number seven, my God, I felt that. Earlier this year, I told you, last point for today, as I release you into the weekend. Uh, earlier this year, I told you that vision gives pain a purpose. See, Jesus, what the Bible says, going back to Hebrews, uh, he was going to the cross, and for the joy that was set before him, he endured the pain of the cross. See, vision gives pain a purpose because he had a vision, then th there was purpose in the pain. Because he had a vision, then there was purpose in the pain. See, when you have a vision, when you know what, what, what you're called to do, when you know where you're going in life, when you know that there's a calling on your life and there's things that God has revealed to you that haven't happened yet, so you can't die yet. No, there's still purpose locked up inside of me and I'm not gonna die until I get it all out of me. You know what I'm saying? When you know that you're living like that, then yeah, yeah, you will... You will you will endure whatever you have to endure to get there because you know that vision is giving your pain a purpose. Jesus went through what he went through because he knew who he was and he knew what he was called to do. See, without vision, without vision, then people will spend all their lives taking the path of least resistance. Let me say this. This is really important. This last point is super important. Vision gives pain a purpose. When you know who you are and you know what you're called to do, this is where you are right now. And God says, go this way. And you're going this way. But there's pain there, God. But there's vision in it. There's purpose in it. Okay, since there's purpose in it, then I will see purpose in the pain and I won't move. I'm not gonna shift left or right. I'm gonna keep going and I will push through it because there's purpose in the pain. Now, when you don't know who you are, you don't know what you're called to do and you don't have any vision, then these are the people that loosely stumble their way through life. So what happens with these people, they don't know who they are, they don't know the vision, then when they see pain, they go, ooh, I'm not doing that, and they go a different way. And so they spend their lives taking the path of least resistance. And these are people that that they live, but they, they're existing, but they're not really living because they don't know who they are, they don't know where they're going. And if you don't know where you're going, then any path will take you there. They're just kind of loosely stumbling their way through life and they don't know. Now, when you know who you are and you know where you're going, if there's pain, there's pain. I'm just going to go through it because I know, no, God told me to go down this road. No, but it might be, no, 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 no. God told me to go down this road. So whatever's on this road, I have the grace for it. I don't have to move. I'm going right here. Jesus is like, no, I'm going into the, to the uh, grove of olives. Oh, but Jesus, you're about to be betrayed. I don't care. This is where I'm supposed to be. See, when you know who you are, when you know what you're called to do, then you will choose calling over comfort. You would choose purpose over pleasure. 
at the end of the day, you got to know if my calling is calling me and my calling is calling me to go down this path, if there's pain associated with it, then, then there's purpose in that pain. And I'm not going to sway left. I'm not going to sway right because I'm choosing calling over comfort. I'm choosing purpose over pain. Say amen to that. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. <laughs> Glory to God. I was teaching good this morning. I want you to, to speak this over your life so we can go into the weekend strong. You ready? Say, Father, I thank you for sending your son Jesus to die in my place. Jesus willingly accepted his fate. He voluntarily went to the cross and he did it for me. No man took Jesus' life because no man ever could. The soldiers fell down <laughs> and Jesus had to allow himself to be arrested. Jesus did this as an act of undeserved grace. Jesus accepted the pain because he was thinking of me. He knew there was a purpose waiting for him on the other side of the pain. Like Jesus, I press through challenging times, knowing that there are precious promises waiting for me on the other side of the pain. The road to Jesus's resurrection was not without pain. And the road to my purpose will not be pain-free either. But I refuse to stop. No matter what I face, I know I have the grace for it. And I will come out on top every time. I am an overcomer. And I'm determined to come over whatever stands in my way. Not in my strength but by your power, not because I'm good, but only by your grace. Therefore, greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus name. Amen. This is today's word. So please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages and you want my notes, please go to todaysword.org and click on the big red subscribe button and you'll be able to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. On Fridays, I let you know about the podcast. Go to go to the uh, iTunes podcast store and search for Rick Pena. You'll see the Rick Pena podcast. Subscribe is free. Uh, I tell you about our YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash Rick Pena. Subscribe. And then I also tell you about our ministry. If you're not a partner with our ministry, please go to ripministries.org. Click on the donate button, become a partner. You'll be a partaker of the grace that's upon this ministry. I love you. God loves you more. Go into this weekend knowing that your calling is calling you. And if there's pain there, then there's purpose in the pain. Have a great weekend. I'll see you on Monday morning. God bless you. Mm -hmm.